Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling His command. Mountain and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his faithful. For the people of Israel who are close to him, praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 8 through chapter 3 verse 11. But you, mortal, hear what I have to say to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. I looked, and a hand was stretched out to me, and a written scroll was in it. He spread it before me. It had writing on the front and the back, and written on it were the words of lamentation and mourning and woe. He said to me, O mortal, eat what is offered to you. Eat this scroll, and go, speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. He said to me, Mortal, eat this scroll that I give you, and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and in my mouth it was as sweet as honey. He said to me, Mortal, go to the house of Israel and speak my very words to them. For you are not sent to a people of obscure speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many peoples of obscure speech and difficult difficult language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I sent you to them, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel will not listen to you, for they are not willing to listen to me. Because all the house of Israel have a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. See, I have made your face hard against their faces, and your forehead hard against their foreheads. Like the hardest stone, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not fear them or be dismayed at their looks, for they are a rebellious house. He said to me, Mortal, all my words that I shall speak to you, receive in your heart and hear with your ears. Then go to the exiles, to your people, and speak to them. Say to them, Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear or refuse to hear. Revelation chapter 10 And I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs like pillars of fire. He held a little scroll open in his hand, setting his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. He gave a great shout like a lion roaring, and when he shouted, the seven thunders sounded. And when the seven thunders had sounded, 
I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders have said, and do not write it down. Then the angel whom whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and, and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will be no more delay, but in the days when the seventh angel is to blow his trumpet, the mystery of God will be fulfilled, as he announced to his servants the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll, and he said to me, Take it and eat. It will be bitter to your stomach, but sweet as honey in your mouth. So I took the scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. Then they said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. So we return to Ezekiel and Revelation. Uh, Turns out we were reading them on Monday. And just in general... Uh, during Eastertide, Revelation plays a heavy hand as well as the uh, books of the prophets. In Ezekiel, um, we read of the um, the scroll that Ezekiel is told to eat. It's going to be sweet as honey in his mouth. And the same thing is said to John of Patmos when he's having this vision and um, this seventh and final scroll by the seventh angel um, he's told not to um, not to write it down or to not give it out. And he's also told to eat the scroll and it will be as honey in your mouth. And then it goes further and say, uh, and is told that it will but it will make his stomach bitter. Um, and this this uh, and so there's at least that parallel with the scrolls. Um, but he's also uh, John is told that he'll he'll prophesy to many nations and languages and kings, uh, even though Ezekiel was called to prophesy to Israel, um, even though Israel wasn't really listening to God. Um, and the vocation of the prophet, I mentioned the Munus triplex uh, yesterday, the day before, the threefold office of Christ being prophet, priest, and king. And uh, prophecy is often misunderstood, um, kind of seen rather superficially as like... Uh, a fortune teller or like I mean I, I was in some pretty conservative circles in Hawaii and prophets were homeless people that like yeah I mean it's just used in a way that is divorced um, to a large extent from uh, the uh, the intent of scripture and I think the content of scripture as well um, but the prophet is not a fortune teller. Um, if that were true, and they, they can't see the future either, if that were true, then the prophets wouldn't be wrong, uh, even though sometimes prophets are wrong. Um, Jonah, for example, is told to go and prophesy, and he doesn't. And he thinks that, you know, they, the, the Ninevites, the uh, people of Assyria, aren't going to 
um, turn and repent, but they are, and he's disappointed. Uh, a prophet is more like someone who sees a baby at the top of a stair, at the st- uh, set of stairs, and says, uh, "If if someone doesn't get that baby, it's going to fall." Um, it's not quite stating the obvious because someone could could catch the baby or get the baby away from the stairs, um, but it is making very clear the consequences of a set of decisions should those uh, should the decision makers not change course in some way. Um, and in a certain way, it's stating the obvious because you know a baby doesn't, you know, isn't the best walker. They trip a lot and the stairs are dangerous. Like you can put two and two together. Uh, the same is true in Israel and in other cultures. Like if you continue to, to sow injustice, you'll reap injustice. Like this is not going to last long. Um, so, uh, civil rights, for example, or segregation, like Martin Luther King, um, was called a prophet, um, not because he saw the future, even though his dream may very well have been a vision or a prophecy. Um, but he, he said what everybody knew, this is unjust, this is unsustainable. Um, if we keep this up, you know, our soul is going to die. We're not going to be capable of the kind of things that we we should be as a nation that was created um, created good. Um, and Ezekiel and John of Patmos are also like that. In fact, the um, one of my one of the quotes from Martin, Martin that stands out for me most is that the vocation of the prophet is one of agony. Um, and that's certainly true of John. Uh, he's exiled to the island of Patmos. He's coding his message because he's, you know, he's held by Roman guards who would understand, um, you know, a letter that's passed to them. So he's using highly symbolic, highly uh, Jewish language and symbols. Um, and then Ezekiel, he's also in exile. He's in exile with all of the other kind of well-to-do people from Jerusalem who were taken uh, out of Israel, and they left the poor behind uh, to become Samaritans. And he's told they're not going to listen to you. Um, they should because they can understand you, um, but they they won't they won't understand. Um, their their head is hard and their heart is hard. And I've made your head and your heart just as hard because um, it's the only way to be able to withstand some of the the bullshit they're going to have to put up with. Um, but a prophet isn't someone who, um, you know, stands on a street corner with a megaphone reading Bible verses all day. I mean, that's, that's not prophecy. But it's also not saying, um, you know, pretending to be a fortune teller or, like, being all dramatic. Um, if you think about it, like, some of the prophets, um, not Ezekiel, I think it was Jeremiah, who engaged in the street theater. So he, he wore an oxen's yoke, you know, this big uh, mantle, this wooden beam on his shoulders. And he goes into the king and says, look, this is, um, this is the yoke that you're creating for the people. And then these false prophets break it. And so he comes back with an iron yoke, an iron bar across his shoulders. Like the, the street theater, it wasn't just for show. It was nothing in and of itself. 
taken by itself, yeah, it's fucking craziness. Now, if that prophet standing on a street corner with a bullhorn is like standing outside, say, a state capitol and saying something other than just like, y'all are going to go to hell or not, uh, then maybe they're a prophet. Uh, but too often we we see prophecy in these like cartoonish caricatures um, and we forget that the prophet is strategic, is uh, somebody who refuses to honor the supposed uh, divide between uh, what our religious beliefs are and what our social actions are. Um, somebody who, who is fueled by their religious beliefs and uses those religious beliefs to make social action and social change. Um, and not all prophets are successful. Um, not all prophets are, are very well known. I mean, uh, uh, Malachi and Hezekiah and, um, you know, some of these minor prophets, a lot of people don't even know they're in the Bible. Um, and then others are, are very important, even though they're unsuccessful. Jeremiah um, watched as his city and his people were taken off into exile, even though he warned them, uh, he told them that it didn't have to be, and yet it still was. And so in his eyes, he was unsuccessful. He was known as the weeping prophet because he stood outside the walls and the rubble of Jerusalem and he wept. Um, and so success doesn't mark a prophet. Um, uh, notoriety does not mark a prophet. Um, what marks a prophet is the singular adherence to the word of God and the recognition that that word of God may be given to them to give to the people. It's not static. Uh, it's not just, you know, what we have in scripture right now. It's what that inspiration behind scripture and the spirit of God does in our hearts and in our lives to use our, ourselves and our bodies and the word of God to create change that God wants. Um, and often that's not a it's not a fulfilling or joyful vocation usually it's it's a vocation of agony and heartbreak and uh, suffering and pain and, and exhaustion quite frankly a prayer for social justice from the book of common prayer Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirits may so move every human heart, especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatreds cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, 
and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.